Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is a Facebook Live edition of Locked on Jazz Thursday, middle of the day edition. A special surprise for you. Looking forward to have you aboard and answering your questions on the NBA draft. It's today's Locked on Jazz. Pow. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Today's show brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group, as well as SeatGeek. Promo code LOJAZZ gets you $20 rebate on your first purchase with SeatGeek. Locked on NBA, big, big, big stuff coming up for you. Number one coming your direction is uh, the mock draft continues through 12 picks today. We had two trades on the in the mock draft today, uh, tomorrow's edition. And then Monday and Tuesday we'll have the Jazz 24th and 30th picks. Chad Ford podcast coming for Locked on NBA probably this afternoon. And a Mike Schmitz podcast where he breaks down all 30 NBA players probably launching on Tuesday for you with the draft on Thursday. I leave town and am not here next week. So this is our time to talk draft today uh, and take your questions and interact with you uh, on the program and get your thoughts on things. So that's that's the plan for today's show, uh, I don't have a lot planned. I don't have a lot of news breaking. I haven't. Um, there's, a, there's. A, I'll do kind of. I'm going to do tomorrow's show Friday on kind of what I think the Jazz might do, um, what I think uh, might happen in the draft, kind of those things uh, before everyone starts lying. So I might actually be more accurate on the Friday before week before than I am. I'll make a bunch of calls tonight. And, and see what I can do uh, for you on that. So let's get your questions rolling, your thoughts, your questions on the draft, where the Jazz are, what you expect them to do, what you hope that, for them to do. Um, some of the prospects that are out there um, will be interesting to uh, get your questions and your thoughts on things, and the mock draft will continue. I pick at 24, and I may or may not have made a trade to move up a few spots from 30 because I uh, didn't necessarily like um, well, I had a player I wanted, and he got taken, so I went and got him. All right, so let's get to your questions right away on Facebook Live today. Um, I forgot to get my, my uh, glass of water, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, hello, thanks for everybody saying hi. What do I think of Damian Lillard's comments? Lillard made the comment that if the Blazers didn't want him, uh, that he would uh, like to play in Utah or L.A. I, I think it's representative of something going on with the Jazz. I think that the Jazz uh, have embraced under Dennis Lindsay who we are and what we do well, uh, and under the leadership of Steve Starks as president and the Miller family, of course. And what the, what that is is we, we, have, we have now controlled the controllables. We have controlled everything we can to be the best organization we can be for the players, the new practice facility, the way we conduct things, the food we have for them, the food on the plant – Everything is way up at a different level in the last four years than it's ever been uh, from the Jazz before. And so they are treating players 
at an all-time high level. The new practice facility will be as good as any in the league. They are trying to give jazz fan, the jazz players every positive experience they possibly can. So that that's number one. Number two, I think it's representative of our head coach, where it's going, uh, that people like Quinn Snyder would like to be interested in playing Quinn Snyder. I think the third one is that the Jazz have embraced that it's a great place if you have a family. It's easy. You can get around. You can get to the practice facility. You can get to the gym. You can get to the airport. We don't have anything difficult. It's not like New York or Philadelphia or Boston or one of these places where you're going to deal with traffic and practice and, and a hassle element of life uh, or, or Los Angeles or Miami, we don't have that. And so that which we, we kind of hid from, we're now embracing. Yeah, you're right. It's not a huge market, you can, but you can go get all these places. And then I think with Gordon being an all-star and Rudy being second team all-league, the league is developed enough uh, that you have players understanding that they can be seen and be recognized in just about any market uh that's possible for them. And so I, I think that the Jazz have embraced what we're good at, what, what we do well. Um, and, th- and those things that we do well are we, we have a great – we commit to our players. Uh, we develop talent. We have an incredible fan base. We have a fabulous um, practice facility, the new facility, the basketball campus. And uh, we have an easy – family-oriented city, and we're embracing the positives of that, and I think players around the league uh, are viewing it that way. So I think that's what Damian's comments, there's no chance, you know, I'm sure the Jazz would call, the Portland's not going to make the move. I, I've had fun with some people I know who work in Portland with this one, but uh, they're not going to do it. Um, could favors to Atlanta be a realistic trade destination? Sign and trades are rare, but I believe the salaries would work to get a sign and trade for Millsap and Hayward may be willing to say. But Millsap's a free agent. So Millsap's number is not clear. So And, and Derek Favors and Dwight Howard don't complement each other very well. So, no, I don't think there's a lot of chance uh, for that happening at all. And you would have to be paying Millsap whatever he wants on the open market, and then that's not going to match the Derek Favors contract. So that seems unlikely. Um, I shared a trade idea with you on Twitter the other day. You know, I I, I, I get a lot of stuff. I can't tell you. I can't remember. I can't go look it up, Trevor. Sorry about that. Um, How do I think Caleb Swanigan would fit into our system? I'm not – so this is difficult because the Jazz are drafting at 24 and 30, and any player we talk about, I can either decide to be incredible, positive or negative about. Like it's – you're really kind of at that point. In other words, um, it's – like there's negatives and positives on all these players. Swanigan is a player that at this time I'm choosing to look at the negatives, Okay. I'm not sure I think he can guard on the floor. I'm not sure I think he has a good enough outside game to be a stretch five or play the Draymond role. Um, I'm not sure that I think his body moves well enough. I think his legs are a little funky. Now, he also at Purdue was incredibly productive, and he scored, and, um, and, and you know, he – so I, I, could, I could flip this conversation and tell you all of the things – 
um, that are great about him, too, and probably should. I think there's other bigs, at least in my book, that without – and I have not done the same amount of research that I usually have done. Okay, so let's – I'm way behind. Um, but in that realm of guys, I, I if if Bam, uh, the kid out of Kent- – out of Bayou, out of Kentucky's available. Um, I might like him more. 6'10", 250, 7'3", wingspan. Um, if Ike, Anagabogu, is that right? Bayou and Bogu, I don't get it right. Uh, out of UCLA, I might I might like him more. Um, I certainly like Tony Bradley out of North Carolina more. Uh, that, uh, personal, right? Um I'm not sure. So that's that's my thought. I mean, I know he hit 45% of his threes last year, but I, I, you're going to have to really convince me that that's sustainable to an NBA. And I guess I – so I could flip this around and say, hey, 6'9", 247, he's got a nice wingspan, good standing reach, he shot the three, he's going to be able to stretch it and and look at it very much like that and truly with every single one of these guys late in the draft that's what you can do there are two or three other examples of that before i get to them though i want to give a shout out to shamrock auto group and rob taylor shamrock auto group is the sponsor of today's live locked on jazz thursday edition Shamrock really, really believes in what they're doing as a car dealership. Rob built it when he didn't have a great car experience himself. And so the first thing he did is he hired a mechanic as his general manager. And then the next thing he believes is that you are going to have a different experience at Shamrock because you're going to get out-the-door pricing in five minutes. You're going to test drive by yourself. Your buying experience is going to be under an hour. You're going to full-service, can-do financing in-house, value-driven Carfax in every report. You look at the Google reviews of Shamrock Auto Group, and it shows that what Rob Taylor has tried to do is backed up. They specialize in the Utah County SUVs, in Chevys, and Buicks, and Fords, and Chryslers, and Cadillacs, Hondas, Toyotas. They have something in stock for everyone. And people come from out of state to buy from Shamrock Auto Group. In fact, there's a bunch of people just tell Rob what they want. He goes and finds it for them. Give Rob a call, 801-319-2250. If you're considering purchasing a car or truck in the next few weeks, call Rob Taylor at Shamrock Auto Group, 801-319-2250. Now let's get back to the kind of eye of the beholder group of players in the bottom half of this draft. Derek White, great story out of Colorado, merged lady, went to a small, I think, private high school in uh, Colorado, he gets not recruited at all. He goes to University of Colorado at Colorado Springs, not even like not Colorado State. He, after three years there, decides, you know what, I'm gonna, I got to go to Colorado, D1. Averages 18 points, four rebounds, four assists, shoots 58% effective field goal percentage. He's 6'5", 200. He's probably a George Hill type of guy late first round. Maybe he's a Jervis Vasquez guy if he's not as good an athlete as George Hill. Um, and I could tell now... Okay, so that's all the positives. I can, on the same exact guy, I could tell you that he doesn't finish well at the rim, that he lacks some pure athleticism. He had his success as a 22-year-old against 18-year-olds, um, and that that makes me really, really nervous about him. And so on all of these guys, it's kind of in the eye of the beholder of which you choose and how you choose to look at them. And so 
I, I get a little, you know, we don't, it's not like the top 10, like Jawan Evans, Oklahoma State. Oh my gosh, are there things to love about him? 19 points again. I think he dropped 12 dimes against Kansas this year. Uh, going up against Frank Mason, uh, he's just, a gutsy fighter, competitor, plays at an amazing speed. His wingspan six six, so his six foot tall frame might not be as bad as otherwise. He's a bona fide shooter at thirty eight percent. He ch- game changer if he came off the bench as your point guard. On the other end, he's six feet tall, right? I, I, he's just too small in a game in which everybody he's not going to be able to finish at the rim in the NBA. Is is he going to be able to figure out a mid range game? I watched him against Kansas in that game. He was so brilliant, and I saw three passes where the ball got knocked away because he's just too short. Right? Like, you can do this with almost all of these guys after about maybe, depending where you have marketing, after 12. So I think you have to just decide which, you know, eye of the beholder. Uh, I feel like a lot of negative talk around Hayward's free agency. Any positive news or thoughts? I mean, the positive news all happened throughout the year. The negative news is that he's going to go, look, we knew this was going to happen. The positive news is we made the playoffs. He likes our head coach. He's got Rudy Gobert's best center in the NBA. Uh, it's his franchise. The fans built uh, have shown him love. The Stayward campaign. All those positives still exist. Now, I've said this the whole time. Incumbency in NBA free agency, I think, is is a negative. I think it's hard. Al Horford left Atlanta. Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. LaMarcus Aldridge left Portland. Chris Bosh left Toronto. LeBron James left Cleveland. LeBron James left Miami. Dwayne Wade left Miami. You run down it, and most free agents are leaving their teams and because they get into this and the search comes and happens. But all the positives on our end have already happened. There's nothing positive we can do other than Gordon announcing like DeMar DeRozan did. You know what? I'm not really seeing anyone. I'm just going to see the Jazz. So if that's the case, then you really have uh, – I, I don't know what positive we could get here in this time period. The next positive we get hopefully is July 3rd when he announces he's staying in Utah. But in the meantime, you know, he's taking our calls. Our coaches are Johnny Bryant's talking to him. People are interacting with him. But there's a real chance he could leave. But I don't know what positives you could have from our standpoint. The negatives, by the way, I would also say I think are all fabricated. So unless you really think that Robin Hayward's trying to tell everyone he's going is go green. Okay, Isaiah Thomas and Al Horford followed him on Instagram. Like, okay, but so what? Like, I mean, I guess that's their sign of support. But Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert already do. Um, Jordan Schultz, who's a good reporter, I'm I'm not trying to dismiss Jordan. I know him personally. He actually interned for me when he was a young kid in Seattle. Um, that's how old I am. Not that I'm better than he is, just that I'm that old. Uh, you know, I mean, so he thinks Boston's the favorite. I I, I guess I, I don't know what makes Boston the favorite. I don't know. The only thing I would say that I think's the bad news that's real is this whole talk of LeBron going to LA in two years or in a year is bad. That's bad. That opens up the Eastern Conference for a chance for somebody to win it. Now, as, you know, if Gordon says he wants to win a championship or does he want to go to the NBA Finals? If he wants to win a championship, then I think he's got as good a chance in Utah as he does in Chicago, in Boston. If he wants to go to the NBA Finals, he probably has a better chance in Boston. 
He also has his own locker room here, like it's his guys. He's got a head coach. He owns the town. He's comfortable. Uh, he'll be a folk hero. He'll be loved in a way he'll never be loved anywhere else. And he's got the best center in the NBA. Okay? There's a lot of positives. But they already happened. Before I get more of your questions on our Facebook Live today, today's sponsor is also SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app to your phone right now and experience the easiest way to buy tickets to concerts at Red Butte, wherever it might be. I think I'm going to use SeatGeek for Amos Lee concert tickets coming up here. Uh, If you're going to a, a, a ball game, if you're going out of town to go see something, you can do it with SeatGeek. Download the app now. Go to the settings tab, enter in the promo code LOJAZZ, and SeatGeek will send you a $20 rebate after your first purchase. Here's why you want to use SeatGeek. Because number one, they compile all of the different available tickets in one spot for you, so you don't have to search multiple locations. Two, and I love this, the ticket score. They give every ticket in the arena a ticket score. That ticket score tells you which tickets are the best Deal. You can also then put little filters around your price so you can make sure you get the right one. And then finally, it's secured when it's on your phone, uh, once you've bought the tickets and guaranteed. So those are all the reasons to use SeatGeek. Download the app now. Go to the promo code settings tab, hit the promo code, and enter in LOJAZZ, and you'll get $20 back on your first purchase with SeatGeek. Do you want the Jazz to use their draft picks or trade them? And if you want to use them... Who would you prefer to draft? Um, so I would prefer that they traded one of their picks for an established veteran, if they can do it. If they uh, package similar to last year where you get George Hill, for where we are right now, I don't. we don't really need two rookies. Now, the way I look at it, we're probably, if we are drafting two, we're going to draft one to probably replace Boris Diaw and one to replace Shelvin Mack just in our contract structure. Unless you're going to bring Boris back at a different number, but there's only so many roster spots. Maybe Ballenboy already is one of those guys, but that's a second-round pick who we do like, but let's realize who he is. Um, and we have a bunch of second-round picks also. So I, I, I would say our, our likelihood is probably we go 24 and, and 30 and we try to stash, but the kid we, I thought we were going to stash at a Latvia just pulled out of the draft. Um, and now there's the high, the the other foreign kid who I think wants to is the Latvian center, but I think he wants to play. He and he's rising up the board pretty heavily right now. Is it time to give Jimmer a th- shot? I I guys mature late maybe I don't think so. Uh, how realistic is the idea of trading Hood to move up in the draft and to get a wing like Donovan Mitchell? Well, since I made up this idea. Not as a legitimate trade rumor, but as a conceptual idea of how you use the talent on your team. So in other words, that you would use a player to trade him for a draft pick if you believe he could, the draft pick could bring equal value to delay your timetable of paying somebody. That's all that was. There's no realistic um, there's, uh, aspect of that. I made up the entire thing as an exercise. The same way that you would trade Trey Lyles to draft Zach Collins if you believe Zach Collins can give you the same productivity as Trey Lyles and you back up his timetable being paid two years. This, you, you, trade, you would trade Trey Lyles for DJ Wilson if you believe that DJ Wilson could give you the same productivity. You would trade Dante Exum for I don't, 
Juwan Evans, very different players, if you believe Juwan Evans could give you the same productivity as Dante Exum and back up his timetable. Okay? How real is the Milos to Dosich acquisition? Well, not very, because we don't have any cap room. So, um, I don't. I don't think we have any room to sign him. So unless he's taking maybe the mid-level exception, if we stay over the cap at eight million, and then who's he replacing on the roster? So George Hill's gone. We maybe maybe you're starting to play around with something there. We lose Joe Ingles, maybe. Um, but as of right now, it doesn't seem. How do Exum and Hood's free agencies next summer impact the Jazz decision to maybe include them in trades this summer? I, I mean. It's exactly what I just said. It's the idea that you, and by the way, I said that after he asked the question, so it's not his fault. Um, it's the, uh, the idea is you, if you have a player you think you can get of equal value that backs up the t- pot payment timetable, you do it. Hood and Exum are both restricted free agency. So the Jazz, you know, restricted free agents very, very rarely leave their team. Okay? Very, very rarely leave their team. Uh, and so, therefore, um, the Jazz would have to really believe in something they're getting to move move either of those guys. And Rodney, I think you have to envision, try to figure out what Rodney healthy is, right? We didn't see Rodney healthy. The same way if you were evaluating Rudy Gobert at this time last year, you would be pretty critical of Rudy Gobert and his, and then he comes back healthy and looks totally different. The, the hope is that Rodney Hood does the same thing. And, and I would remind you on Dante that we have still never uh, seen a basketball offseason for him. Um, he's in L.A. right now. He's working really, really hard. Um, and I think that, you know, you have to remember that he's never had a basketball offseason. So there is a chance that that development that we're all waiting for actually happens. And I, again, unless I have something that's a pretty special deal, I, I'm not ready for Dante to come back as the starting point guard next year, but I'm also not ready to shut the door on Dante as a non-player. Last year, Dennis said we need experience and vets, and then we signed Boris, JJ. If Boris leaves, traded, do we bring in another vet? If so, uh, who do you have in mind? At some point, those vets become Gordon Hayward and Rudy Gobert, right? Like That's the other one I would point out. I don't think that we do sign more vets because vets are expensive and we're not going to have the flex- the ability to have uh, $7 million guys coming off our bench. That, that, that's, that concept's gone. I mean, the, the value of 24 and 30 this year is that they're cheap, and you could pl- plug one into Max contract and one into Diaz, and then you have more room for other things. Right? La- um, whoa, what just happened to my video screen? Is it going to come back? Wow, it went to all sorts of weird colors and things of that nature. Uh, people seem to think that the only goal is a championship. I kind of disagree. I think if you get to the conference finals, new opportunities open up, free agent vets, uh, so that needs to be next. I, I, I'm a believer in fourth in the West. Uh, Ty, I, I, I'm a believer in final four in your conference. Get there. See what happens. Um, 
see whether or not you end up with a, uh, you know, it could be anything, right? You could you could end up with uh, something as simple as a sprained ankle on a player, and now all of a sudden you're a favorite. So I, I think that's I, I take it even one step back. I, I just would say you want to go you want to go there. You want to go fourth, be in the final four, where we were this year. You know, if we if we'd gone the other way and had San Antonio, do we win that series? And then who you know, Kawhi gets hurt. You never know. Um, if Duke job open in the next few years, would Coach Q consider? No, he has no interest in coaching college. Uh, I don't have a black eye. I just don't sleep. My daughter had a golf tournament. We were up at four thirty this morning, so I just look like crap. Uh, the goal next year is conference finals. And a hard closeout on a couple of jump shooters against Golden State to get to the finals. I guess that's your goal. Um, you know, it's awfully hard, right? How are we becoming better than San Antonio, Houston? It's a pretty big step. We've taken mammoth steps so far, and, you know, it's hard. Uh, what's our plan B if Keyword and Hill both leave? Well, I mean, I think we go test the free agent market and see who's willing to come. Is Blake Griffin suddenly willing to come? Does Blake Griffin want to suddenly have this be his team? Can we find a point guard? Have we already found a point guard before then? Is Minnesota going to have Ricky Rubio be available? Rubio, Hood, somebody, Blake Griffin, Rudy Gobert. Trade favors for a wing, if you can at that point, I guess. I don't know. But you're, you're, you're definitely in a scramble mode. But we've been working on all those contingencies, and we've talked to those agents, and you've had those conversations. And, you know, if Blake Griffin, if Hayward goes to Boston and Blake Griffin wants out of L.A., he just lost Boston as an option. Okay, so you've said to him, we're interested in you. Here's what we're willing to pay. You know, if this happens, our first priority is obviously to re-sign, you know, uh, you know, if you're interested in coming, can we sign? And, and then the next angle would be, are you interested in just coming? Maybe we just sign and trade, right? I don't know. Let's get greedy. Um, I'm coming to you from 36,000 feet above Nebraska. Does Cleveland go after James Harden with Kyrie and Kevin Love? Maybe. I don't know. I hadn't heard that. Is there anyone in the draft you fell in love with similar to Lyles, Aaron Gordon? No. I have not. I have, But I also haven't done the work this year. Uh, not going to be here for the draft. Lost a month with playoffs. Podcast network takes time. Uh, so I haven't gotten to it. Could a play for Paul Millsap happen if Hayward leaves to replace him? I know it's not the natural position, but he's gotten better on the wing. Paul Millsap, by the way, I, 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 you know, gosh, I've doubted Paul Millsap enough times in his career and been proven wrong that to do it again seems fairly insane. But Paul Millsap is 32 years old. Like, I'm not. I'm not in love with giving Paul Millsap a four-year max contract at 32 years old. When he slips, it could be ugly. What day can teams start making trades? Today. Never stops. How long can Golden State keep all their players 
that make them so unbeatable isn't Steph due for huge parries? Yeah, but they're moving into a new – they're going to have an enormous contract. Bobby Marks did a thing on Woj's podcast. It's going to be like $1.2 billion over like a four-year period of time to keep that team together. But they're moving into a new arena, and they are going to have so much money, and I would be surprised if they didn't just pay the luxury tax willingly to keep winning. Um, do you think there's a common denominator among late draft picks who end up making a career for themselves in the NBA? Motor, athleticism, I guess if it were that easy to identify. Yeah, um, that's a good question. Worth some research. Let me let me research that and see what I can find uh, on that. Somebody seriously sounds like Dante Exum. I don't know who that was. Uh, who becomes the main man if Hayward leaves other than Rudy? Well, I would guess it has to be Rodney Hood, but we also might sign or trade for a different player, so we'll have to see who that is. Um, Do you think a draft night trade with Favors or Burks is possible? I was thinking maybe Phoenix, but they that assumes that they take a point guard in the draft and then maybe the Jazz could get Chandler, Bledsoe. Yeah, I mean, but Alec Burks is is not a particularly tradable entity right now, right? It's not... Don't you think that's pr- pretty fair? Um, and Derek hasn't been greatly healthy. I think he could probably convince people he's going to get healthy. So, um, we'll see. What are your thoughts on Frank Jackson? Um, I mean, he's very skilled, very talented kid. Um, the broken foot's too bad. He does not show a great deal of passing. Would be... Um, and so then is he a two? He's probably a little undersized at six four for two. Um, he he's you'd have to cease he's a nice player, very skilled, good defensive potential, but he's he's lacking some skills that would make me comfortable. And I think that's why he'll go in the 30s or the late 20s, right? Kind of the same point where I open this whole thing is that it's eye of beholder. Like I could decide that I love him for the fact he's a good catch-and-shoot guy. I could decide that I love him because he's a good scorer off the bounce. I could believe he's going to become a good defender. Or I could talk about the things I talked about, which is he does not really have natural guard skills. Um, I don't think he's a burst guy. Um, so it's really all these guys kind of fit into this mix of like you either choose to talk about what you like or you don't like. Does Utah have enough Boston-like assets to bring in a third guy without giving up Rudy? Unlikely. Uh, well, it depends who you think the third guy is. Is the third guy George Hill? Is the third guy an Eric Bledsoe? Is the third guy Ricky Rubio? Then yes. Why would we tear apart the whole team for one player who's not a superstar? I don't know who you're talking about. Sorry. Uh... You talk a lot about solidifying a point guard before free agency, but is it a possibility that getting someone besides George Hill would turn Gordon off? I know they are tight. Um, yeah, I think there's a – but Gordon probably would also understand that if you go from a 31-year-old point guard to a 26-year-old point guard, it's probably better for Gordon. Um, maybe there's other skill sets, or Gordon would also understand that, you you know, you would also hope I, – I don't know who's representing George Hill right now. George Hill's agent should have done a good enough job right now that he understands what his marketplace is, what their desires are, and the Jazz understand what their chances of signing George Hill are. George Hill you know, may express to them, you know what, i got to tell you what, I'm heading to 
um, I'm going to Brooklyn to get the money. Here's what gets interesting, by the way. Lowry goes to Philadelphia. Drew Holiday goes to Dallas. Um, the, the, the money starts to disappear a little bit for George Hill if those things happen. That, that, that's the scenario. He then has to decide, well, I'll go play in Brooklyn, and I, he's just going to make money, which is totally fine. It's the same decision Lowry's got to make. I don't think Toronto's maxing him out. He's going to have to decide he's willing to play in Toronto at a number that makes sense for them. Um, or um, he's going to have to decide he wants to go to Philadelphia for all the money. Uh, is the Sun select Lonzo Ball? How quickly does Bledsoe become available? Oh, I'm sure the Jazz would make a run at it immediately. Is Favors going to be on the team next year? I think he is. Um, I think Derek is going to have a a good, good, good season next year. That's that's a little bit of my thought um, on Derek next year. I, I think he will have a healthy, good season, and the Rudy-Derek combination is pretty darn good defensively. And so... I think he'll have a role in this team. That is today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Thanks very much for your questions, tuning in on Facebook. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Look forward to having you uh, tomorrow. We'll look at what we think is going to happen in the draft and look ahead. It's all coming up on Locked on Jazz, part of Locked on Podcast Network, Locked on NBA, loaded with mock drafts. Chad Ford, Mike Schmitz coming as well here on the Locked on Podcast Network.